0: Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is your girl, Jasmine Zatera, and you are now tuned in to the Beautifully Wounded Podcast. So, y'all, this show is pre-recorded. It is Sunday, August 1st at 9.44 p.m. And let me just tell y'all about my day. So, first of all, how was y'all weekend? Did you get some rest? Did you take you a God walk? Um, did you get some organization? Did you do a self-check-in? Did you spend time with God over the course of these past seven days? I think as we just continue to maneuver through the weeks, I'm going to just remind y'all of these questions. One of the things that I'm learning is accountability is necessary. And when you have someone in your life to give you accountability, and honestly, the accountability that you need may only be coming from this podcast. But when you have that accountability, when you have someone to remind you to do certain things, or when certain things are continuously being placed in your face, um, it makes it easier for you to pay attention to it. And even if you try not to pay attention to those things that you know you may need to give attention to, um, eventually it's going to pull at your heart enough to the point where you're going to do something different so did you check in with yourself these past seven days have you taken some time to really talk to god um, to get a greater understanding of what season you're in in your life did you take a god walk did you get some organization so pick one of those things this week you don't have to do all of them But I just really believe that God wants us to focus on those areas. God wants us to position ourselves to be in a space to really be able to hear from him. God wants us to get order in our lives. And God wants us to do self-check-ins. So today has been very productive for me. (laughs) Um, My sons are gone. So it's just me and the girls. It's been... Me and the girls all weekend. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I love to cook. So I do meal prep orders um, for a couple people on a weekly basis. So I woke up early this morning and I started my meal prep orders. I had already made the decision that I was going to get them done early so that I could have the rest of my day. And so, my morning started off with me meal prepping, and then, you know, I spent some time with the girls, made us breakfast, made us lunch, and then we left out to go to my friend's parents' event. Um, I stopped by one of my friends. Her daughter had a... She was at a different event, and she had a pop-up shop, and so she was selling lip glosses, so I just wanted to support her in that, so I went and bought like four lip glosses, and then I went by my friend's parents' house because they had did a back-to-school event as well, and me and the girls spent time there. Her parents cook, so we ate there. Her um, dad had made like some fried catfish and some fries, so the girls played, and we ate, and I came back home, and I had already like you know, did some cleaning, but when you have a two-year-old and a 10-month-old, there's always more cleaning to do, so I got their room in order, and I bathed them, and y'all had them in the bed by seven o'clock, but they was exhausted, so no big deal. After I bathed them, I took me a bath, because y'all, when I tell y'all I felt exhausted, I was exhausted, Like Literally to the point where I'm like, Lord, I feel like my brain just needs rest. I'm like, I just need to rest my brain. That's how I felt. I need to rest my brain. So I didn't want to look at social media. I didn't want to listen to any music. I didn't want to listen to a message. And usually I'll put something on, um, but I I didn't want to hear anything. I just wanted to be in silence and I felt like my brain needed to rest And so that's what I did. I took a a bath, and after I got out the tub, I straightened my room, and I rested my brain. Taking naps is definitely something that's vital for me, especially being the mom of, well, being the mother of five kids, but specifically being the mother of a two-year-old and a 10-month-old, like, I need naps. I need naps like they need naps. And so I have been like really taking naps this weekend. I think I took a nap every day this weekend. If yeah, I've literally taken a nap every day this weekend. But I, my meal prep orders, they came and picked up their orders tonight at about mm, probably like an hour ago. So about eight thirty, eight forty five. And you know my girls are asleep. The house is quiet. So I'm like, hey, we might as well just keep with this flow and stay ahead of the game and record this podcast. So that is where we're at, y'all. And I just love it. You know, I think sometimes we get so used to being last minute with stuff or we get so used to procrastinating and doing things at the last minute that when you honestly, being in a position where I'm looking around, I'm like, oh my God, everything is in order. I did everything I was supposed to do today and now I have all this time. Um, I thank God for showing me a new order. I thank God for giving me the courage to shift. I thank God for giving me the courage to—I'm not even going to say courage. I thank God for giving me the wisdom to use my time wisely, to use it more wi- to use it wiser than I've used it before. That way, my life flows for me in a way that I needed to flow. I'm learning that as. I prioritize my time because you have to prioritize your time. If you don't make time a priority, if you don't make your time a priority, um, you're going to always be running last minute with things um, which causes you to feel anxiety or just even with that procrastination, procrastinating gives you anxiety. So I literally flowed through my day and I didn't feel pressed. Um, I didn't feel any anxiety. I literally was like, okay, now what, Lord? And I can just hear him pulling at me saying, well, Jasmine, rest. (laughs) Your brain needs rest. Rest your brain. You want to take a bath? Take a bath. You want to get in the bed? Get in the bed. You've done everything that you were supposed to do. Um, And you know what? You want to know what makes doing everything that you're supposed to do even better is when you start your day with him. So my day started with God. I've been doing a fast for the past. uh, What is this? I think today was day six. So we were only supposed to do five days. Y'all know that I love me some Dr. Tiffany K. Jordan. And so um, for those of you who have heard me talk about her before, like we usually do giving God 10% at the beginning of the month. And so this past Jul, so for July, we didn't do giving God 10%. What she did is a five day fast Um, five days of prayer at the end of the month. And so Friday was supposed to be our last day of prayer, but God spoke to her and he told her to extend it. So that was extended until Tuesday. And so I think when you start your day with God, like y'all, we literally be on these prayer calls for two plus, plus hours. But by the time we get off, when I tell you the presence of God just is all over me and all over my house and there's certain things that I wrote down that I'm specifically believing God for and one of those things I saw him deliver to me today and I'm just so thankful to be able to put myself in a position to know you know what Lord I'm so thankful for my life but I know that I can never get enough of you there is more of you that I desire to have I know there's more Not only is there more of him that I desire to have, there's more of me that he desires to have. And there's more of me that he desires to unfold and just show me about myself. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about on today's episode is just really seeing into yourself. Like this week, all I could hear God say to me is intimacy. So my relationship with God is really intimate. But... The closer I get to him, the closer I get to myself. The more he reveals to me who he is and the more he reveals to me about who I am. And I never realized, I'm not going to say I never realized, but I never knew how to really get a healthy view of myself. And it wasn't until I really started to seek God about how he saw me that I was able to see me and that may sound crazy y'all but the reality of it is is that a lot of us don't have not only do a lot of us not have a healthy view of ourselves a lot of us don't have a God view of ourselves one of the scriptures that God would always place on my heart is about the Proverbs 31 woman and I love this woman because this woman reminds me so much of myself and if you know anything about the Proverbs 31 woman then you know the Proverbs 31 woman was Bathsheba and if you know anything about Bathsheba then you know that Bathsheba was the wife of David but before she was the wife of David she was the wife of Uriah And Uriah was one of David's soldiers. And while he was out fighting for David's kingdom, she was sleeping with David. And she ended up getting pregnant and David fell in love with her. So David tried to trick Uriah into having sex with her one day when he came home from battle but he's like nah man I gotta go and fight you know I can worry about her after this war and so he was trying to trick him into having sex with her so that he would think the baby was his that didn't work so David had him put on the front line you know and because he knew that he would die and so he ended up being killed fighting for this man and so you know Bathsheba when I just think about her when I think about some of the things that she probably carried you know there there had to be shame that came with that. You know, knowing that you did your husband wrong while he was out fighting for this kingdom. You know, not only that, she actually lost the baby that they were pregnant with and her and David ended up getting married. But I, I can just only imagine all of the different things that she went through. But when I think about the woman that she fought to be, and I think about the woman that she fought to be, it just... When you know the history of something, because my view of Proverbs 31 used to be, oh my God, this woman is a wife and she's so perfect. And, you know, her life is just perfect, right? She's a woman of noble character. She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her. She brings him good and not harm. She was an entrepreneur. She was pretty. Her house was in order. Um, She had maid servants. She would see a field and consider it and buy it she was an investor like her children honored her right so in my mind when I first read about the Proverbs 31 woman I read it from the standpoint of a wife right and so y'all know I was married before um I was married before and so this is a woman that I desire to be right And I thought that being married was the only way that I could be this woman. But as God continues to change my view, especially over this past year, y'all, because I've been divorced for, uh, I've been divorced since 2017 over this past year. Like God has really been honing in on my healing. Like this past, yeah, it's been a year. It's been a year since I started my healing journey. Um, And this is a scripture that he continued to put on my heart. And I'm like, Lord, why are you continuing to put this on my heart, Lord? And he had to help me to see that, Jasmine, you don't have to be a wife to be this woman. This woman is who is inside of you. What you've been through, your ability to overcome all that you've been through, your ability to still see me and seek me, your ability to make the decision that, I am not my past, but I am who God says I am. Your ability to forgive yourself and to still have the courage and the desire to move forward, to see yourself as I see you. That is what makes you this woman. And so today, I just want to ask you the question, how do you see you? Like, how do you really see you? Do you have a healthy view of self? Do you have a God view of self? Do you think that because of the shame or the hurt or the guilt or the trauma that your past may come with, that that is your identity? Do you think that you are defined by what you have been through? For the longest time... I carried this weight. I carried the weight of my past. And whenever I would come into contact with people who know me and may have not seen me for a long time, my view of myself was that they were going to see my wounds. They were going to see my scars. They were going to see my past. They were going to see the pain and the trauma. They were going to see the mistakes that I made. But the reality of it is, is that they really see me. I did a survey maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, And this is something that I probably would have never done, um, you know, a couple of years ago. But I did a survey and, you know, I, I pay attention to my social media and I pay attention to the women who are pretty much drawn to the stuff that I post. So what I did is I sent a direct message out to about 10 women and I just asked them like what do you see when you see me and most of the women y'all they answered with the same responses um a lot of them said they see a good mother they see a god-fearing woman um they see transparency they see beauty they see strength and All of the things that they said to me. I'm not going to say it wasn't a surprise because that's what I see when I see myself. I see beauty. I see strength. I see a God-fearing woman. I see a great mother. But it took me a long time to get to that place. It took me really allowing God to penetrate the deep parts of my heart that were filled with trauma, that were filled with hurt, that were filled with shame, I had to not only allow him to give me permission to throw off those old clothes, I had to give myself permission to throw off those old clothes to throw off that old identity. Have you given yourself permission to throw off your old identity? Have you given yourself permission to throw off your past? It can only be a part of you if you continue to put it on. I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going to put my past on anymore unless it was going to be as a testament to somebody else. I don't mind talking about the things that I've been through, but what I've learned is that I'm not what I've been through. I am who God says I am. And what I've been through are just chapters of a book That won't be complete until it's time for me to meet my father. I think a lot of times we get stuck in the same chapters. A lot of times we keep going back repeating chapters that God called us to close a long time ago. I think a lot of times we're afraid to move forward to the next chapter because we don't know what to expect. But what it keeps us, it it keeps us in a place of stagnancy. It keeps us stuck. It keeps us from growing. It keeps us from really getting to the greater parts of who we are. And as I continue to see myself, I discover how great I am. I discover that it's okay to show myself grace. I discover that it's okay for me to do what's best for Jasmine. I discover that it's okay for me to put myself first. God has shown me that I am love. And for the longest time, I didn't feel like I was love, y'all. I felt like I had to perform, right? To make people want to be in my life. To make people um, want to be around me. But God is showing me that I don't have to perform. He's showing me that all I have to do is be. And so this week, that's what God has been saying to me. He said, "Just be. Just be you." And who would have thought that it would be hard to just be right? And so this week, that's all I've been doing, is I've just been being just being Jasmine. What does Jasmine like to do? What makes Jasmine happy? What brings Jasmine peace? I thank God for the people that He's placed in my life that I can be vulnerable with and that I can trust. Because when I do have those moments where I feel like, you know, doubting myself or I feel overwhelmed, God has given me literally a little corner. It's very small, very small corner, but they're big people who I can trust with those parts of me. Um, So I have just been being this week. I have become, you know, a plant lover. It's something that I've noticed about myself over the past. Y'all know I love nature, but it's something that I've decided to invest in. And so this week, y'all, I think I repotted um, about four plants. Y'all know I love my roses or my flowers and I went and bought me roses. So I got white roses in my living room and in my kitchen and Um, I went to some garage sales because I love love (laughs) garage sales, y'all. I'm a thrifter. I went to the thrift store this week. Just things that make me happy. Since I've been in prayer, like I think over the past few days, I've kind of been absent from social media. I haven't really posted anything because I'm like, Lord, I don't want to. I just want to be. You told me I can just be, so I'm going to just be. We have to get out of the mindset of performing for people and truly just learn how to be. How do you feel about being you? I can remember at a point where I didn't feel good about being me. And it was in that moment where I realized like, okay, because you don't feel good about being you, what do you need to do in order to feel good about being you? because regardless of who's there or not you can't run from you you will be everywhere you go you have to face you before you have to face anybody else so if looking in the mirror is hard for you if you have a hard time facing you i just encourage you to take the time to really ask god lord into me see Who do you say I am, Father God? What do you see that I don't see, Lord? What areas of my life are broken that I'm running from, Father God? What am I not dealing with, Lord? What are the blocks in my life, Lord God, that are keeping me from being who it is that you say I am? He tells us in his word that before he formed us in our mother's womb, he knew us. Before God formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. That's the scripture that stuck with me for a long time, y'all. And because it's written, I'm like, okay, well, Lord, who did you see me to be? Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am, Lord? And how do I discover her? How do I get to her? How do I become her? How do I just be her? It took a lot of work, y'all. But when I tell you it was worth it, when I tell y'all the way I see myself has never been this healthy in my life. In my life, I'm so thankful for how I see me. I am so thankful for how I see me. But even more than that, I am so thankful for how God saw me before I saw me the way that I now see me. I want us all as women, and even those men who listen to my show, I want us all to see ourselves as God originally ordained us it's your birthright it's your birthright sis it's your birthright bro you don't have to perform you don't have to continue to be anybody you don't want to be but I just want you to know right now when you make that decision to no longer be the facade to no longer be the person you've been pretending to be or the person you've been used to being oh there's gonna be a lot of changes you're gonna lose some people you're gonna go through some seasons where you may feel alone you're gonna go through some seasons where you may feel like you know what lord it was easier just to stick to it was easier to just be who i was it was easier to just pretend because there's a crushing that comes with identity With true identity, there's a crushing because you're making a conscious decision to throw off who you've known yourself to be in order to discover who God says you are and then to walk in it because see, it's one thing to just discover it, right? It's one thing for God to show you who you are. It's a whole nother ball game to walk in it. And y'all, when I tell you, it's a it's a walk that I honestly have to pace myself with. And sometimes things will come my way that I make me want to shrink back into that box and be who people, you know. And I don't even know who these people are, but y'all know we like to think, well, people, right? But when certain things come my way, it makes me want to shrink back at times. And God is like, nope. We're not going to shrink back. We're going to keep moving forward because this is who I say you are. And this is who you desire to be. And who are people anyway? They hated Jesus. They ain't like him. They talked about him. What makes you any different? God literally reminded me of that this morning. They talked about Jesus. They came against him and who and who I said he is. I said he was the Messiah. They called him a false prophet. They tried to make it seem like he was the devil. They killed him. It didn't stop him from walking in who it is that he knew he was. He is Lord and Savior. Even with everything that came against him. And I could only imagine... Even with everything that came against him, it didn't stop him from being who God said he was. But in order for Jesus to be who God said he was, his reassurance had to come from the Father. Not from people. Not from people. Not from people. The reassurance of who you are does not come from people, y'all. It comes from the Father. It comes from God. And when he gets it so deep down inside of you, of who he says you are. It makes it easier to deal with. The backlash. And the strife. And the different things that may come against you. And the fact of the matter is. is even as it tries to, come, tries to come against you. It won't be able to touch you. Because who he says you are. Will be so rooted. In your heart. And in your mind. And in your spirit. And in your walk. It won't matter. Y'all are certain things that I don't even address. Like, I can tell when something is the enemy. (laughs) When something tries to come against me, when it tries to come against my character, when it tries to come against who God says I am and what he's doing in my life, I can tell when it's the enemy. And I thank God for showing me how to be silent. Something happened last week. I got a message from somebody. And y'all, it had me, like, blown because it kind of, like, tried to take me back to somebody that I'm not. I, I really, this is, let me just say this. <laughs> My past is buried. <laughs> people, I think that it makes, I think that people rather hold on to a new, uh, old image of you than get to know the new image of you. My past is buried. It's dead. It's on the cross with Jesus, where Jesus was, okay? But something came through my inbox, and it literally, it had me like, I don't know, in my head for a second. Because I'm like, Lord, what is this, right? And I wanted to address it, y'all. I was ready to go in. And God is like, nope, be silent. I'm like, really, Lord? all he kept saying to me is, you don't have to defend who you are. When you get to a space where how you see you is so healthy, you won't defend yourself because you won't have to. I can remember when I used to have, when I used to feel like I had to defend who I am. And God is like, you don't have to do that because it don't matter what people say. You are who I say you are. So continue to walk in that. Continue to walk in love. Continue to walk in patience. Continue to walk in compassion. And that's what I chose to do. And what I'm learning is when I do that, people don't always know how to respond because sometimes people will say things to you just to see what your reaction is going to be. But I'm going to let you know right now, you ain't going to get one from me because it's not worth my time, we don't realize that when we give people a reaction or when we spend so much time defending ourselves, we miss God. The devil is going to always send things to distract us. You have to be able to recognize when something is a distraction and when something is sent by God. So when something comes to distract me and I feel it in my spirit that it's a distraction, I pray about it. And then I asked the Lord, all right, what is it that you want me to do in this moment? What should I be focused on right now? And y'all, if I would have responded to the thing that came to be a distraction, God wouldn't have been able to download literally when I tell y'all three pages of strategy when it comes to my finances for the rest of this year. And that's one of the things that I've been praying about. Like, Lord, make me more wise when it comes to how I manage my money. I think right now, y'all, I have three sources of income. And I did a, I did a, like, I'm like, Lord, I need you to help me. Because listen, you know how when you have cash coming in on a weekly basis, y'all know I work my regular job, but when you have cash coming in on a weekly basis, Y'all, $100 spends like a a 10. $100, like, I can spend that. So when you got, you know, just extra coming in on a weekly basis, it's easy to just spend it. And so I'm like, Lord, you know what? I have this extra money coming in. I don't want to not be wise when it comes to my finances. And even though I seen God, like, I'm like, okay, Lord, I see the increase. I see you giving me extra. The enemy had me feeling like I still didn't have enough money coming in. And so one of the things that I have prayed about was for god to give me wisdom when it comes to my finances and it just so happens that the distraction came on thursday it literally had me feeling away y'all all the way into friday and then friday um we did our prayer call and she prayed about finances and so she asked, we sow the seed. I sowed the seed for my finances. And mind you, I'm asking for wisdom. I'm not asking for increase. I already asked for increase. Lord, you gave me the increase. Now make me more wise. Make me wise when it comes to the increase. Help me to be a good steward over it. A lot of times we'll ask God for certain things. And then when he gives them to a, gives them to us, we fumble them because we don't use wisdom. Y'all, when I tell you literally Friday, three pages. He gave me a whole plan for the rest of the year. When it comes to my finances, when it comes to how to meet a certain um savings goal I have, when it comes to just how to manage my money moving forward. And if I would have responded to the thing that came to be a distraction, it would have kept me from what it is that God was trying to deliver to me. What are you constantly allowing in your life? That's a distraction. Y'all we have to get to a space. To where we stop self-sabotaging. You are worth all that God has for you. You are worth fighting for. Who God says you are is worth fighting for. Who God says you are is worth you learning to be quiet, is worth you not responding to every little thing that comes your way. We cannot continue to operate in offense, y'all. But in order to no longer operate in offense, we have to really take the time to see ourselves in a healthy way, and in a God way. Well, how do I do that? How do I do that, Jasmine? How do I change my view of self? How do I get a healthy view of self? Place a demand on your healing. A lot of you, a lot of us, are still operating in brokenness. And then we try to show up as this half version Of who we are and then we wonder why we can't operate in it fully. You'll never be able to operate in it fully until you start to deal with the garbage that you're still carrying. It's time to clean house, y'all. When it comes to your soul, when it comes to your mind. Place a demand on your healing first. In order to do that, for me, I had to get rid of some stuff and I had to get rid of some people I had to clean house a lot of times we'll hold on to relationships that have done nothing but brought us hurt because we're comfortable there even though it hurts us I'd rather hurt by choosing to let go of the relationship and heal than continue to hold on to the relationship and stay hurt when you hold on to people who've hurt you it just leaves more room for abuse. You have to change your mindset. You have to make a decision in your mind that I don't want to be abused anymore. If you have to look at it that way because that's what it is, it's abuse. When we hurt, when we make a conscious decision to hold on to people who have hurt us, we are making the dec- we are we are making the decision to continue to deal with abuse. And so I had to make a decision. I don't want to be abused anymore. I don't want to abuse myself anymore. That's the start. And I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that that's an easy process. No. Even that may take you some time. But I'm just going to say this. Listen. Rip the band-aid off. Just rip it off. Rip it off. Because the longer you play with your healing, the longer you don't take your healing seriously, the longer it's gonna be before you really have a healthy view of yourself, before you truly discover who you are and what God has placed you on this earth to do. We're not just here by chance, y'all. We're all here for a purpose. And the sad thing is, a lot of us won't ever discover that purpose because we won't take the time to heal. I would have never been able to come on here, y'all, and talk if I wouldn't have placed a demand on my healing. God put this podcast on my heart three years ago, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't there. I wasn't serious about my healing. I wasn't serious about my walk. I wasn't serious about doing something different in my life. It wasn't until I got serious about my healing and I'm like, all right, you know what, Lord, I've done it my way. Doing it my way has hurt me. Doing it your way can't hurt any more than how I've been doing it. And it's still a pain, y'all. It still hurt when you decide to do it God's way, but it's a different type of pain. They're growing pains. It's a there's a there's a mental and spiritual and emotional crushing that comes with it. But he gives you beauty for ashes. Mm, he's such a good God. He's such a good God, y'all. And he tells us that in his word. He gives beauty for ashes. He turns graves into gardens. Mm, I love him so much. I love the fact that although I was thrown into the fire, I didn't come out smelling like smoke. That's how good he is. Make the decision to trust him today. Make the decision to seek him today. Make the decision to place a demand on your healing so that you can come to a place to where you can walk in who it is that God has called you to be. I think some of the steps that I took, I was real aggressive, y'all, about my healing. But that's how serious it was for me. And I knew that until I started to take my healing seriously, nobody else was going to take it seriously. And now when I tell y'all I don't play about me, and I don't... mm, and I say that gracefully and humbly. My boundary game is so strong. People don't cross my boundaries. Y'all, my my meal prep, the two women who I'm meal prepping for right now, right? Because I'm very clear about who I am. And I'm very clear about how I run my life. So I was in a bed at eight because y'all needed to rest my brain. My brain needed rest. <laughs> And um, they both so happened to call me. One called me at like... One texted me at like 840. The other texted me at like 845. And they like, they on their way. And they both called me literally almost at the same time. And when I tell y'all what came out of their mouths is... Oh my, they're like, sorry, are y'all asleep? Because they know me. They know that I am in the bed. My house is shut down by 9 o'clock. These boys ain't here? What? And even when them boys is here... My five-year-old, he's in the bed by 8.30. Now, my nine-year-old and my 13-year-old, they may be in a room with the door closed, playing the game. They know the game shut down at 10.30, um, but my house is shut down. And so the fact that the same thing came out of both of their mouths, because I'm clear about who I am. I'm clear about how I run my life, and I'm clear about how I run my household. A lot of us aren't clear my boundary, that's a boundary. That's a boundary. Um, even I have like, you know, if you have an iPhone, iPhone has this thing to where you can set a bedtime. So like on my phone, I don't get calls. after Like if you call me after 10, it's going to go to voicemail because I have a thing on my phone to where I don't get any calls or any texts between the hours of 10 and 6. No, 10 and 5 my phone is shut down that's a boundary for myself even just how late i get on social media that's a boundary for myself my boundary game is strong but me putting boundaries in place when it comes to my life it helps me to be more intentional about me a lot of y'all don't got boundaries simple boundaries Get serious about you, sis. Get serious about you, bro. Stop performing. Eventually, that's going to wear out. You don't want to go through life. And I'm a, and, I'm, and this is for the 30-somethings because most of my audience is 30-somethings. You don't want to be 50 finally making a decision. To focus on your healing. The longer you put it off. The harder it becomes. You may think that. Oh I can't focus on my healing. Because I'm a mother. I'm here to tell you. The devil is a lie. I healed with my kids. Y'all I can name. Numerous of times. Where my children have come downstairs. At our old place. And found me prostrate On the floor. Crying out to God. Numerous occasions, even with my kids. Like, my children, I've told y'all, if they don't know nothing else about their mama, their mama's going to take a bath. And they know when I get tired. They were a part of my healing. There was a season where it was just me and my children. I didn't have any extra help because of how um, serious I was about my healing. And... When I needed a moment to myself, I would tell my kids, I'm going to take a bath. I need an hour. I need y'all to keep an eye on your sister. They were a part of my healing journey, y'all. Just because you're a mother and you have kids, it doesn't mean that you can't heal. The fact that you are a mother makes it even more important that you do heal. I am so thankful that my daughters will never see me in a certain form because I made the decision to heal while they were young. Now I get to just be. I get to just be. They adore me, y'all. My daughters adore me. I love when my daughter comes in and opens my... I have a jewelry box. It's a mirror. And so when you open the mirror, it's like a, a long mirror. But you open the mirror and there's jewelry in there. And she comes in and she watches me get dressed. And she, whenever she sees me putting on my necklace and my earrings and my ring... She opens up um, my mirror and she grabs her Pandora bracelet and she brings it to me and she says, Here, Mommy, I love the fact that I can sit up and just watch Mickey Mouse and Doc McStuffins and then color and paint and dance and just have conversations that I don't even always understand with them. I get to just be because I chose to heal now. I chose to heal now. My healing is bigger than me. Your healing is bigger than you. You getting a healthy view of who you are is bigger than you. There are people attached to your identity. Which identity will you walk in? Will you continue to walk in the false identity of who you've been? Or will you make the decision to place a demand on your healing so that you can walk in the identity of who God says you are? If I had to choose, y'all, between who I am today and who I used to be, oh, I'm going to choose this version of me every time. I wish I would have got to know her sooner. But I'm thankful that I finally got to know her. And I look forward to getting to know me. Every day, I love this version of myself. And I can't wait to see all that I grow into. When will you start to love the version of you that you are? So... That's all I got today. I hope that this was helpful. If you need to replay this episode a few times until it hits. If you have any questions just on how, I can't even really say on how to heal. You may not even have any questions. You may just need support. Y'all DM me. I love talking to y'all. DM me. Um... I'm really good about responding. Even if I don't respond right away, I will respond. But I just need you to know that you are not alone. You are worth this journey. You are worth the healing. And you are worth being who it is that God says you are. So until next time, if you don't follow me, make sure you connect with me on social media. I am Jasmine Zatera on Instagram. Beautifully Wounded Podcast on Instagram and Jasmine Zatera on Facebook. So have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.